All right, uh, it's time now to talk some Utah jazz as uh, Craig Bowlerjack is nice enough to not only join us today uh, on the phone, but he's going to be filling in on Friday as well. Got to tell you, though, he's joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no mystery that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. How are the irrigation efforts up on the uh, East 40 going, Craig Bowler, Jack? You know what? It's uh, it's you know every other day, but only a few minutes at a time. So that's what I'm trying to do. Trying to do my part. Survive, so not thrive. Yeah. So yeah. Let, me yeah. Get, let me get this straight, Bowler. So you've you've painted the barn. Yeah. You, you repaired and painted the barn. You you have uh, plowed the North 40. <laughs> now you're digging the irrigation ditches. Yeah. I mean yeah. you. Do you, when you work, do you wear the overalls? Would you have to get the bandana hanging out your back pocket? You know what? <laughs> no, I kind of do like you know a little Joe Cartwright. I just kind of wrap it around my neck, you know, kind of, but uh, you know, little uh, little bandana like uh, around the back, you know, on the front of the forehead. So the, the no, 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 I just kind of go as is. As, I, don't as, I don't think I'd look too good in overalls, but they are <laughs> they they do come in handy on certain jobs, right? I, I'm thinking, Little Joe, I once saw him on a talk show, believe it or not, and he said the Ponderosa was the only place where 30-year-old men had to ask Paul before they went into town. Uh, I'll, I'll full admit to both of you, I had to Google who is Little Joe Cartwright. Little Joe Cartwright, yeah. Apparently from a show yeah. called Bonanza. You've never Bonanza. heard of Bonanza? Yeah. I've heard of Bonanza. I haven't heard of Little Joe Cartwright. <laughs> Yeah, little Is he Joe, related uh, to Little Jimmy? I don't know. Little Joe, Little Jimmy. I think Little Jimmy lived there for a while. Uh, just made a stop by, and then he had big, big Hoss. You know, Hoss cart, right? Then you had Paul. You know, that had to take care of, of everything and had to make the decisions for all. Yeah. Well, if you do wear overalls out there, go with the no shirt under the overalls. That's a good look. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's classic. Yeah, get the full effect. And yeah. by the way, I wasn't on Jake's tech text line so uh i'm not sure what that's all about but uh as long as he's having a good time that's all that matters <laughs> he definitely he definitely is i think he had one of those hats on with you know two beer cans on the a beer can oh on each yeah side. one of those those are classy oh, yeah. yeah not hey. one but two at a time often <laughs> and you know those cans you can always put mountain dew or, or diet coke in those too oh yeah that's what jake's doing for sure <laughs> of course yeah, yeah. no there's no doubt in my mind <laughs> Uh, Bowler, we had Sarah Todd on the show yesterday, and yes. Gordon asked Sarah a very interesting question. There were all kinds of rumors and rumblings and reports and, and whisperings that things were a little heated between Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz near the end of the season. We all saw the the training staff disagreement about whether or not he should play in that game one against the Grizzlies. Right. We saw how he responded in person and on social media at the end of the season, of course, was not happy with the second-round exit. And Gordon asked Sarah if, if she thought things had maybe calmed down and smoothed over. What say you, Craig Bolderjack? Well, sadly, I wasn't you know, ever around those guys. Uh, Sarah had probably a little bit more uh, during the playoffs uh, than I did. But uh, you know, even though I called the games, sadly, never close to a, a locker room. I don't think Sarah maybe was either, but um, – you know, I think I heard the same thing she did. I think the problem is, is you know, again, social media, uh, it's it's the way things are reported and how things are interpreted. I think Donovan wanted to play to such a high degree, which I respect. Uh, 
I think Gordon will, and you both, I mean, Austin, come on. That's what they're supposed to do, if at all possible, right, without further injury. And I, I just think maybe mixed messages from what I heard was, you know, uh, what really what came down. And I think some players have the ability to probably in the day say if I play or I don't. And I think, again, when you have the investment that is put forth in these players, who has the final say? You know, and even I think, you know, Coach Q even mentioned, look, I leave it up to the medical staff. But at the same time, you wonder and ponder, does a player have the final say? And I don't have the answer to that in this day and age. Now, look, the only thing I go off of is what Carl and John did. And those are epic stories, right, Austin? I mean, from your standpoint, Gordon, I've been around a while, but those are lore. Those live in jazz, you know, folklore of how big the ankle truly was on, on, you know, Carl's ankle on that given night. Or did his finger actually flop around with a, a no ligament and he played the entire season with it? Um, you know, all those things come into play. Stockton's elbow, uh, you know, Hornacek dragging his bad leg around all the time. That was true, by the way. That, that was not the greatest wheel that Jeff had in those final, final couple of years. But, I, I, you know, that, that's something that still – I think teams want to use it as a personal kind of, they want to keep that out of the media, but at the same time, it becomes a story because a superstar of Donovan's nature, it becomes a story, right? Because it is the playoffs. It is Memphis. It is round one. The jazz want to get out of the first round and into the second. And so I would think with time, and the way you're competitive, yeah, things should find their way back to normal. Uh, he played great whenever he was – well, he w- was never truly healthy, even in the Clippers series, but still went out and was at a high-level performer. But I appreciate the guy wanting to play. That's that's the way I look at it. If he felt like he could, but some people have to uh, – like in football, Gordon, you know, we talked about before, they take their helmet and hide it because <laughs> they do want to play, but in reality they shouldn't be there. That's not my job, but I can understand Donovan's desire to be on the floor, and I appreciate it. So, Bowler, now that you've had time to think about what the Jazz have done this offseason, answer this question. Given good health, are they yeah. good enough to win a championship? Oh, I think, yeah. There's about five teams. I think uh, the Jazz are in a number of preseason polls to be in the top four and wins. Uh, that tells me a lot. Again, it's respect, and it's sometimes lacking in some people's minds that the Jazz don't you know, get the national recognition. Um, you see them on ESPN, TNT, NBA TV has them a boatload. Uh, no, they're not. They're not on every other night like the Lakers and and uh, Philadelphia and and the and the Nets will be on TNT and the Phoenix Suns. But they they're they're going to get there. I mean, I think I think the Jazz the door is still open uh, as we talked about before. There's still the unknowns of health and age. Yeah, Chris Paul re-signed, 36, going on 37. The Lakers are an old folks' home. I mean, let's put it the way it is. They had no money left, so they go veterans minimum to fill a roster. I'm not sure Westbrook, AD, and LeBron survive together. Uh, Westbrook's an individual-type player, gets his numbers. I'm not taking anything away from his athleticism because he can drive as well as anyone in the league and get to the rack, but I'm not sure that team stays healthy. But see, that's the key word, right? Even in Dallas with Luca, health, jazz, Conley, health, 
uh, Chris Paul, Phoenix Health. Damian Lillard looks like he's staying put at least until the All-Star break, unless you know something uh, changes there. I still see them middle of the pack, but not being a threat. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, Denver, uh, you know, with the ACL. Same with Kawhi and the Clippers. So you know, just reeling off those those type of scenarios. Yeah, the Jazz are in the thick of it. I think they're a better playoff team. Uh, when they get there because there's more ability to uh, the versatility, I should say, at the bench, I think is much improved, which is something you have to have as the Jazz learned against the Clippers. So you can talk all you want about small ball, but the the Jazz are better equipped, uh, in my opinion, to make adjustments more on the fly if necessary. And that was something that I think everybody saw uh, in round two. How much better do you really think Donovan Mitchell can get? How close is he to getting to where that's as good as it's going to be? I guess you saw saw that video last week like I did with him playing bounce off the dribble three. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, pretty impressive. Well, you and I have done that for years, Craig. It's nice to see Donovan catching up with us. Yeah, that's what you and I always worked on. (laughs) You know, but uh, I, I I still believe, you know, as an as he is an athlete, I don't think he's reached the pinnacle. Um, look, there's a one or two points is another difference maker in a win or a loss, and also how how do you play in the postseason? Because that's where true stardom uh, is is uh, grown, and that's where your name is you know is put in lights. And I thought what we saw even on a bad leg. I mean, Gordon, he performed at a high level, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really did. And I think more driving to the rim and his three-point shot, I think he'll be at the line more one or two times potentially. Not every night, but he still has that ability to drive and finish. And if he can finish and get fouled, that's only better. Is he a 30-night a a point night guy? Very few are. If he is or close to it, he'll be in the MVP talk. Uh, that's my opinion, but there's a lot of other players that are in that same level category. And of course, who get probably some more press back East. And that's always been an issue, um, you know, for Donovan in his short time with the jazz, there's a lot of respect out there. Don't get me wrong, but how many times he hit the national scene, et cetera. But when he does have the, the national audience, how do you perform? And I think he's, He's living large. I think he understands the pressure now more than ever as he jumps into his fifth year. And the salary is the confidence the Jazz have in him. And, again, health plays into all this, right? But he's he's multifaceted. He can play a couple positions, improved on defense. And I think, you know, as an offensive player, can he go 27-28? I do believe he can. I do. Because he's that good of a driver, finisher, free throw shooter, and three point shooter, and I think even you may see an opportunity even with some mid range game. You know, uh, he's learned from Conley, who's the best at getting into the paint and letting the ball float in for two. Waller, well, so now that the Jazz have a little more flexibility, uh, how often do you think Quinn is going to utilize that uh, flexibility? I think we'll find out in preseason a little bit, right? I mean, on how all this falls into falls into place. I'm not sure of the minutes on Rudy Gay. Uh, does Jared Butler get on the floor? 
uh, you know, many as we talked about last week, Gordo, you and me, it was about is he is he is NBA ready. That's what a lot of scouts believe and thought before the draft. But again, some, he had to jump a few hurdles, and the Jazz were able to work with him and, and get him into a Jazz uniform. So uh, that's intriguing. Pascal, a bigger defender. What is this on white side all about? I'm not sure, but yet. You know, the potential is there. Potential is one thing, but actually getting it done is another. And Rudy Gay brings veteran leadership. He's not the player he once was, but he still is a spacer and still is respected with his, with his uh, outside shot, and also he's got a mid-range game. So I, I just think the Jazz help themselves. Um, to what degree and how does Quinn use them? That's going to be really the story in the first four games starting in Dallas. Uh, on October 4th, and then jumping down to San Antonio. So I'm anxious to see how those minutes are spread around as well. And does he experiment a little bit during the preseason with some small ball action? I mean, you just can't play small ball without having some practice and and some game time minutes with it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm going to ask you for a prediction here. Uh, This last offseason, the three big point guards on the market were Chris Paul, Mike Conley and Kyle Lowry right. by a lot of estimation. Uh, and then, of course, Russell Westbrook got got traded, so he wasn't a free agent. But Chris Paul, Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley. Of the three, who has the better season this coming year? And of the three, who finishes deeper in the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. Austin, holy cow. <laughs> It's like rolling dice in Vegas. You know, I'm so table. sorry. Hold them but all no, this. No, it's awesome. a, great, yeah. it's a great one to discuss. Look, Conley uh, talked to us last week about going through different, uh, a different process of training. Uh, age, you can't beat it. You try to find a way to get around it uh, for another year or two, right? So stretching the hamstring, I don't think there's a, a, a better regimented guy in the league. LeBron pays a lot of money to stay healthy, and I think Mike goes on a, a, a high-level, um, uh, you know, way of keeping him himself tuned and it's harder to do right every year you play so um i will i do believe this in history backs this up chris paul has had multiple injuries uh through his career he's a six footer and mike's just a maybe a half an inch bigger and i think chris paul packs on a few more pounds but you know look uh, it's it's all about staying healthy, getting lucky, by the way. And I think the Jazz are a better team, even though Phoenix got into the Western Conference Finals. Paul was healthy for the first time in a long time throughout the entire playoffs. And if he continues to do that, then, you know, you got to tip your hat to him. But I don't, I don't think it's hard for Paul to play 82-plus, uh, you know, a playoff series or two or three. But he was able to do so this year, even though it was a truncated, I get it, 72-game season. But um, I think if Mike stays healthy, the Jazz are the best team in the West. Sorry. And I, that's not through rose-colored glasses. I mean, I just think age catches the Lakers. Kawhi's knee. Uh, age on on Chris Paul. Luka, he can't do it by himself. And Jamal Murray and the Joker, look, Jamal's not back yet. That's going to take time. And Portland hasn't really moved the needle for me. San Antonio is going to take some time to, to regroup. 
uh, with pops. But I still think the Jazz, when healthy, can 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 be is the best team. Record showed that, but I'm also wondering. Here I'm rambling, but is is having the best record in the league the most important thing for the Jazz? I'm going to guess that Conley, to your question, gets some rest. It may upset some folks, but if the ultimate goal is a title, and Gordon, you know how I feel about this, but at at, at the age, I think Chris Paul gets rest, okay? Um, and and probably Kyle Lowry will as well. Uh, that's just the way it is as Father Time runs after these guys. But I still think Mike Conley, with the system and the way he works with Donovan Mitchell, is is tremendous. Booker and Chris Paul are dangerous as well. But I think the deeper team right now at this moment, health-wise, would be the Jazz. Just a note uh, by way of addendum, Chris Paul is the oldest at 36, Lowry's 35, Conley's 33, but the minutes played is way off the charts. Uh, Chris Paul is just under 38,000, Lowry's just over 30,000, and Conley has only played 28,000 minutes compared to those two. So. You would yeah. think that the the wear and tear is getting catching up more with Paul and Lowry. Well, yeah, the numbers don't lie. And what's uh, LeBron? Pop that up real quick, if you can, Austin. Is it not fifty thousand plus? Uh, in Carmelo, his, with his minutes played. Yeah, Let's and see. Carmelo is is not far behind. I mean, but uh, it, fifty thousand, just over fifty thousand for LeBron. That's right, for LeBron. Yeah. And think about that. Think about playoff numbers. That's not included, by the way. And think about playoff numbers, preseason numbers, practice numbers, minutes, I mean, and also uh, even his Olympic uh, appearances. I mean, there's a lot of wear and tear on those guys. 41,000 for Melo, yeah. 41,000? Yep. Man, amazing. 50,000 just doesn't happen. Gordon, that's about <laughs> your streak, pal. <laughs> You know, and once you read 50, man, you got to reload a little bit. But no, I don't know if LeBron can really answer the bell every night either. I don't think, you know, AD can. I don't know if Westbrook can. Uh, it's, and I'm just not sure about the personalities there. And, you know, Laker fans are saying, you know, get the hell out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. I get it because on paper, it's fascinating uh, the number of stars that are on that, on that Laker roster. But can you hold it together? Can you sew and glue all those players together over 82? Not 72, but 82. And that's going to be the most intriguing. Those are the stories of of the upcoming season. Health for the Jazz. Uh, Chris Paul, uh, hamstring. Uh, You know, Conley's hammy. Uh, And and are the Jazz going to be able to really put it together and stay healthy too when when they need to? And what about Dame? What about McCollum? Do they do they ship one of the two out? And does LeBron actually put together his cast of characters? And can they stay healthy enough to meet, as everyone's predicting, the other cast of characters in the East, the Nets, Nets and Lakers? That's what people think will happen, but I don't think that's what's going to happen by the by the end of it all in in June. Well, uh, last thing from me is this. As you examine what the Jazz are now, and as we all guess as to how it's all going to fit together, what is your perception of what the weakness uh, might remain to be for this club? Weakness probably still is a young young type of shutdown defender. Nothing against Royce, but 6'4". You know, he's been put in some 
difficult situations, still defending some of the the best players in the NBA, and he's done a yeoman's job. But maybe, uh, again, does Jared Butler have that in him uh, a little bigger? Uh, Does Pascal have that? I'm not sure. Haven't seen enough of him in this system, mind you. And how much does Rudy Gay have left? You know, again, not sure. I think only about the first 15 to 20 games, I'm always a believer you're going to get a real good feel of who this this team is and what they're capable of and how they how they blend what kind of minutes Quinn has in mind and how many and how many of these new players actually buy in right Ed Davis bought in but he was at the end of his you know basically the end of a career that really could not produce Ed was a great guy Jeff Green just never connected and the Jazz knew it and moved him uh how how does this group Gordon really buy in to Quinn, buy into the system, and how about the minutes and the rotation that they're put into? Put into So all those questions you can predict, but you really don't know an answer until you see it. And I think, again, I've always felt like the barometer is 15 to 20 games, and we'll get a sneak peek uh, in those first four preseason games. But I, I'm excited. I think fresh faces are good. Uh, it gives, and again, the options that Quinn Snyder needed, he now has. Is it the perfect scenario? No. No coach ever has the perfect scenario, most of them. But, again, Quinn is the type of guy I think can get a lot of out of, out of a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of good play out of a lot of players. And um, I, I just think, again, the system fits the guys that they brought in. And I'm anxious to see, uh, you know, Jared Butler. I'm anxious to see what Rudy Gay has. I'm anxious to see how they use Azabuki, also who's going to be fighting his tail off for some minutes right behind Hassan Whiteside. And you know what? He may win that battle. He may have to. He's going. To, he may win it. We'll have to wait and see. But you know, he was impressed, impressive in in, uh, in Salt Lake and in Vegas, as was Trent Forrest. And maybe Trent Forrest is one of the surprise pieces here, where he actually can give some backup point guard minutes uh, besides Donovan or Joe Ingles. So. Well, uh, again, we're going to find out together. Baller, uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we're looking forward to Friday. Should be fun. All right, if you got more uh, tweets coming in or, or emails, put me on that chain uh, from Jake. I want to see what's going on. Oh, well, careful <laughs> what you wish for, but yeah, we'll we'll that see. Bad, see huh? you. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. Thanks, Bowler. Thanks, Bowler. All right, pal. We'll see, see you guys.